Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today we are looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're going to look at Psalm 34 today, along with some commentary from Matthew Henry. Uh, and then we'll be looking at Proverbs chapter 22. Not a lot of time this morning, so we're going to jump right in. King James Bible. Psalm 34, um, but just to set a little bit of a stage, it just really talks about how God is with those who fear Him and who walk in righteousness, and His blessings upon them, His favors upon them. But that's not to say that the righteous don't have struggles, because they absolutely do, which our Savior made very, very obvious to us, right? Um... That the, that the life would be filled with troubles, but not to be too uh, depressed about that reality because he's overcome the whole world and in this life we'll have trouble. Um, but God is with us in the midst of those crises. Let's have a look. Psalm chapter 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked into him and were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and deliver them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil, and do good. Seek peace, and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Alright, so there is Psalm 34. 
just to go back to the top here, or not to the very top, but let's uh, go to the middle of the psalm. He asked a question, What is he that desireth life, and loveth many days, that he may see good? And then he gives some instruction on how to make that possible. Depart, well, verse 13, Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. There's so much wisdom in the Bible about our mouths, our tongues. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and, they, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, and he'll cut the remembrance of them off from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and deliver him out of the troubles. And in verse 19, here's a, here's a reality. I wish it wasn't a reality, but it is a reality in our lives. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord deliver him out of them all. Before I move on to our proverb for this morning, I want to read some commentary from you from Matthew Henry. It's not real long, but it speaks to those verses that I just reiterated there, uh, verses 11 through 22. Here's what he says He says, Let the young person set out in life with learning the fear of the Lord. If to desire true comfort here and eternal happiness hereafter, those will be most happy who begin the soonest to serve a good master. All aim to be happy. Surely this must look further than the present world, for a man's life on earth consists of but few days and those of trouble. I don't know if you caught that, so let me just say it again. He's, he's, he's saying, obviously, everyone wants to be happy, right? Everyone aims to be happy. But in order for that to be a reality, you kind of have to look further than the present. You have to kind of look further than this present world. Why? Because your life on earth is but a few days, right? Like, you're really not here that long. Like, we think we're all the center of the universe, but we're just a blip, on the map, aren't we? On the on the timeline, aren't we? He says, man's life is but a few days, and those are full of trouble. So you only have a few days on earth, a short period of time, and you're going to have a lot of trouble during that period of time. So if you're basing your happiness off of this world, if that's like the only thing that you can look to for happiness, you're going to be disappointed. Continuing on with Matthew Henry's commentary, what man is he that would see the good of that where all bliss is perfect? Alas, few have this good in their thoughts. The religion promises best, which creates watchfulness over the heart and over the tongue. It is not enough to do hurt. We must study to be useful and to live some purpose. We must seek peace and pursue it, be willing to deny ourselves a great deal for peace sake it is the constant practice of real believers when in distress to cry unto god and it is their constant comfort that he hears them the righteous are humbled for sin and are low in their own eyes that's an important distinction 
there's there's no room for pride in the in the minds and hearts of the righteous like you you kind of can't be both the righteous are humble and they're low in their own eyes i see a lot of pride sometimes in people who claim to follow christ the thing about pride is it's kind of like bad breath you don't realize you have it but everybody around you knows. Anybody who gets close to you can see it. Continuing on with the commentary. Nothing is more needful to true godliness than a contrite heart, broken off from every self-confidence. In this soil, every grace will flourish, and nothing can encourage such a one but the free, rich grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The righteous are taken under the special protection of the Lord, yet they have their share of crosses in this world, and there are those that hate them. Both from the mercy of heaven and from the malice of hell, the afflictions of the righteous must be many. But whatever troubles befall them shall not hurt their souls, for God keeps them from sinning in troubles. No man is desolate but he whom God has forsaken. And that is Matthew Henry's commentary. Hopefully that's uh, piercing some hearts and speaking to you, and hopefully it's encouraging some of you who might be dealing with some things. Know that it is, unfortunately, the inheritance of the righteous, but we have a greater inheritance that is not of this world. Let's look at Psalm, or I'm sorry, let's look at Proverbs 22 to wrap up for today. Some wisdom, some more continued contrast and warnings and instructions. Here's what it has to say. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. The rich and poor meet together, the Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor in life. Thorns and snares are in the way of the froward, that is to say perverse. He that doeth keepeth soul shall be far from them. Verse 6, a famous verse. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. That's an interesting fact. Anybody who's ever had debt, you realize you're a slave to the, to the debtor, right? You're a slave to the lender. Verse 8, he that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. He that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out, yea, strife and reproach shall cease. He that loveth pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips the king shall be his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, and he overthroweth the words of the transgressor. 
The slothful man saith, There is a lion without, I shall be slain in the streets. The mouth of a strange woman is a deep pit. He that is abhorred of the Lord shall fall therein. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. There's two verses in this Proverbs that talk about how you got to discipline your kids while they're young. you got to teach them the right way to walk. Verse 16, He that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. Bow down thy ear, and hear the words of the wise, and apply thy heart unto my knowledge. For it is pleasant thing, if thou wilt keep them within thee, they shall withal be fitted in thy lips. That thy trust must be in the Lord, I have made known to you this day even to thee. Have I not written to thee excellent things in counsel and knowledge, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee? Rob not the poor, because he is poor, neither oppress the afflicted in the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and spoil the soul of those that have spoiled them. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Be not thou one of them that strike hands, or them that are sureties of debts. Again, a second verse, warning against debt. If thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? So he's making the point, if you don't have any debt, they can't come and repossess, can they? Or take things from you because you owe them money. Verse 28, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Ugh. We kind of forgot about that in the United States, didn't we? Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings and shall not stand before mean men. That is the end of our Psalms and of our Proverbs for today. I hope that you've received some wisdom and some encouragement. I realize that sometimes these are short, but we just, uh, you know, rather than just ramble or whatever, if I don't feel led to say a whole lot, I just let the words speak for themselves rather than just fill airtime uh, with my own personal thoughts. I pray you've been blessed. Lord willing, I'll be back with you again on Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for praying and supporting the podcast. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.